Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alpha Male Podcast. The podcast where we talk about what it means to be a man the right way. Strong, dominant, in control. Made in the image of God. And we don't apologize for that. What are we going to talk about today? It's going to be a gear review. You guys hopefully like those. You've liked them in the past. It's been a while since one has been done. Anything from knives to boots to bug spray. And who knows what kind of rabbit holes we'll go down. With that, I want to say thanks for listening. If this is not your first rodeo here with the Alpha Male Podcast and you just trust that you're going to like this, scroll down and hit some stars on the platform you're listening. And if you're the kind of alpha male that goes in above and beyond, maybe write a review if that platform lets you. Appreciate you. With that, I'm going to plug in the bio and then we'll get into the main topic. So, who am I? Who is this person talking to you from across the internet? Why should you listen? First and foremost, I am a Christian, a servant of God, and a follower of Jesus Christ. God has blessed me to do many things in my life, for I could do nothing apart from Him. U.S. Marine Corps combat veteran, did a couple of tours in Iraq. As an assaultman after my combat tours, I was an urban warfare instructor for the Marine Corps under Mojave Viper. Also served in the U.S. Army, both full-time and part-time National Guard. Also did several years in law enforcement, LAPD, I worked regular assignments and more specialized assignments. Been a private contractor for a three-letter government agency, that's all I'll say about that. Been blessed to be a state rifle and pistol champion. And West Coast Regional Rifle Champion won more shooting competitions with the talent that God's given me than I can actually remember was blessed to be the commander of a tactical team in a large metropolitan area. Our primary job, the reason we primarily existed, was to stop active shooters. I got the opportunity to head up and be the commander of that team. I grew up around guns, hunting and shooting, and competing at a very early age. Been blessed to hunt all over this beautiful country, from whitetail on the east coast to mule on the west coast, and bear and elk and... All manner of things. I've even been a professional big game hunter and guide. But again, most importantly, I'm a Christian. And I am your host, Michael Melito. Welcome to the podcast. All right, men. Let me start by saying the number one tangible thing you can ever have in this life piece of kit more than anything else is the bible the word of god now i did a segment on a past episode on my favorite bible translations i think i will edit that in at the end but i'm going to start off with that because that's more important than any other stuff we're going to talk about the word of god the things that you can see and think and touch they're all passing away they're all fading the biggest mountain in the world will one day crumble 
things that last forever are the things that you can't see. Love and God. Those things are forever. Now, let's look at 2 Corinthians. For we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. With that proper perspective, men, gather round. Let's talk about a subject I think most men enjoy. Knives, blades, and I'm going to start off with a pretty bold statement. If I could only have one knife, period, no caveats, I had to get rid of all my other knives and I could only keep one. The one that I would keep would be this one. The White River Firecraft 3.5. This would be the one if I could only have one knife. It's the most utilitarian and well-rounded knife. It can do... It's superbly balanced and well thought out. It has a 3.5 inch blade. They make different versions, but I think the 3.5, at least for me, is the sweet spot. It's a good classic blade design that would be great for boning out an elk on the side of a mountain. It would also be great in tactical applications. In fact, that's ironically what I got it for. It's meant for firecraft and bushcrafting, I think, but I got it for tactical application when I started carrying a fixed blade knife in my pocket. This is one of the ones I went back and forth on, and I think, like I said, if I had to choose a knife, this would be the one knife that I would keep. It would be great for tactical applications. It would be great with a reverse hand grip, which is how I grab it out of the pocket with an ulti clip. It's also great in the field. I've used it quite a bit living off grid. It's great for what it was, what its namesake is, firecraft with a ferro rod. It's got a little notch in the back. Not that you need that. You could do it with other parts of the knife, but there's a notch specifically cut out for what is a very common size of ferro rod, and it's very good for making fires. So it's great for that. It's got a really nice handle. I do believe it's G10. You might want to double check that. But the one that I have is olive drab and orange. And it's just a good knife. It's just well balanced. It's well thought out. I can get a full hand grip on it. I can do most anything that I would want a knife for with this knife. And it's not so big that I can't EDC carry it. In fact, it's my EDC knife today. I That's why I started the podcast with it. I pulled it out of my pocket and said, let's talk about this knife. The White River Firecraft 3.5. Some other notable things. It is American made. At least for what they say. And it is S35VN. The version I have. And there's likely going to be different sizes. And different steels. And things like that. Different handle materials probably. But such a good knife. It's got a good handle. My one thing, if I could change one thing about this knife, it has a finger groove. And that's great for if you're holding it in a traditional grip, but I would like the same handle with no finger groove. Because if I'm using it for tactical applications, if it's going to be my one knife, 
I'd like to get a variety of different grips, and for that I don't want the finger groove. That said, it's still an amazing knife. This knife was not designed, I don't think, at all for tactical applications, but it's a good size and weight, and it's sturdy enough I would, and have. It was part of my kit for a go-to fighting knife tactical team to stop active shooters. It's an amazing knife. Now a little bit about how I carry and what I carry as part of my EDC. I don't remember what kind of clip came on this, but I put an ulti clip or some version of a clip like that that clips inside the pocket. I don't think this one's an actual ulti clip. I think it's maybe a knockoff or some other brand, but it goes on the sheath and then it fits inside my support side pocket, the pocket on the side opposite of where my gun normally goes. That way if for some reason I can't get to my gun on that side, I'm laying on that side and I've got a 250 pound dude pummeling me in the face and he's got my arm pinned and I can't get to it because I'm laying on top of it and he's laying on top of me, I might be able to get to my knife on my other side. In addition to the clip, there is the ferro rod, which I talked about for striking and making fires, and it's been struck quite a bit on here. Also, right behind that, I have a piece of fire cord. If you don't know about fire cord, it's basically a 550 cord with a wick inside of it that burns really well. If you need some kind of tinder that burns really well on my stint in the Pacific Northwest in the rainforests, it was not quite as easy to make a fire as it was in the deserts of Arizona where I had come from or other places in the southwest. And through trial and tribulation, I got a, a fairly decent kit, I think, for starting fires even in the rainforest. On that note, right behind that, there is wrapped, and I forget if it's either jute or manila cordage, which is really good for tinder. It burns really well, assuming it's still dry. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's not always taken for granted that you can find dry tinder. Then behind that wrapped up is some Spectra, which if you don't know is touted as being lighter and stronger than steel. For fishing applications, I have that wrapped around there for fishing and perhaps other stuff with a fish hook on there. So a little bit of dual utility there. I could also cut the barb off of that or break the barb off and use it for sewing if I had to sew up some kit. It's very strong cordage and could use it for all other kind of applications. On that sheath i also carry a ranger band which if you don't know is like a big thick rubber band they burn really well and really really hot again for starting fires or for other applications and on the bottom two grommets i have looped quite a bit of micro cord and i can unloop that and throw it around my neck if i want to make it a neck knife if i'm literally going somewhere to bathe in a creek or something like that which is something you do when you live off grid from time to time also on that micro cord i have a very small i don't know if it's aluminum or titanium little tiny pill case and in there I have water purification tablets and also on there I have a very small whistle so that fits in my pocket the whole package is not very big it might sound like a lot but if you saw it it really is is not bad at all it's a go-to EDC knife it's a fantastic knife 
And again, that's the White River Firecraft 3.5. If I had to pick one folding knife, because I know not everybody's going to carry a fixed blade knife, should be no surprise for listeners, it would be a Buck 110 Slim. If I had to pick a folding knife, because I could do all manner of tasks with it, be the Buck 110 Slim. They do make a version in S30V. If you want to bump it up a notch, I think it's got micarta handles, but even just the basic one. Carry that thing all the time when I'm not carrying a fixed blade, like at the gym in my silkies. So if I had to pick just one Buck 110 Slim, if it was going to be a folder. Let's talk about something completely different. I'm going to try and switch back and forth. The next thing I'm going to talk about, Georgia boot, cowboy boots. I've had these things a long time. I would use them a lot when I was managing a ranch. That was part of being a professional big game hunter and guide that I mentioned in the bio. But I did a lot of other stuff on that ranch. These Georgia boot, they're classic leather looking cowboy boots. I've had them for a while, which is why I think I can recommend them. They say farm and ranch on the side that might be the model. They're leather, they're waterproof, and I, yeah, I have tested them. They're very waterproof. They're lightweight. You know, they're not a running shoe, obviously, but I have run in them. They'll do that, and I've been using them a lot recently. Just if you care about the goings-on, by God's grace, the podcast has been doing well, especially growing in downloads and listens and things like that. But money is not exactly rolling in yet, but I'm an alpha male. Don't make excuses. I think if I got a regular 9 to 5 job, this podcast would really suffer. This is kind of a full-time job. If I think if I got a 9 to 5, this podcast would suffer. But I've been literally rolling up my sleeves and throwing on the work boots and doing some manual labor on the side, working two jobs, this job, my full-time job, and doing some other stuff. Whether that's busting up concrete with a sledgehammer or pouring concrete or digging holes or all manner of other things. I got no problem rolling up my sleeves and doing that. That said, if you want to support the podcast, you want to become an active supporter of the podcast, there should be a Patreon link in the show notes. Back to the boots. These are phenomenal boots. I have used them a lot. In fact, I can tell by looking at the soles of them how much they've been used. And they look like it. They're still awesome boots, and they still have a lot of life left in them. If you're looking for a good working cowboy boot for a wetter climate, the Georgia boot, farm and ranch, pull-on work boot. The model, if you care, that's inside my boot is G4432. You could look it up that way. Anyway, phenomenal boot. I have put quite a few miles on these boots and they are great. Alright, the next thing I'm going to talk about. We talked about knives and I'm going to talk about another one after this. But how do you keep that knife sharp? Well, how I do it usually is a work sharp. Specifically, the WorkSharp Guided Field Sharpener. Now, you may surmise from my background, I've sharpened knives for quite a while. And this is the best portable, small, handy product I've ever found thus far. One of the hardest parts of sharpening a knife, I think, is getting the angle right. And this has a guided angle on the side at 20 degrees which is the vast majority of knives I think you're going to work with are going to have a 20 degree angle and it lines it up right there for you so if you keep that proper angle it's much much easier to sharpen a knife I don't know if they're all the same the guided ones but mine has a fairly coarse I would call it medium diamond stone on one side and a fine on the other side then it has a really really fine kind of ceramic 
part on the very thin side, which you can use for sharpening serrations or putting that ultra fine edge on. It also have an, has an even smaller, very small ceramic circle for the very fine serrations. Also has a little groove section in that for sharpening fish hooks and things like that. It's very, very well thought out. And it's small and light and handy. Are there probably better ways to sharpen a knife, like one of the big table-mounted belt, you know, knife sharpeners? Yeah, I'm sure that they are better. But this thing is a fraction of the cost and a fraction of the size. And if you have a little bit of patience, you can get knives crazy sharp with this thing. I have used it enough now and broken it in. And I, I feel very comfortable recommending this. And this is also got a strop on one side if you know what a leather strop is and what it's used for. But very well thought out. You get a lot of utility in a small handy package. One of the patrons asked about that, and that's one of the cool things that patrons get, and I'm not gonna promise I'm always gonna answer every patron's question, but usually they get an answer, historically anyway, they've gotten an answer pretty speedily, and somebody asked me about that, and I answered him, you know, post haste. That's one of the cool things about being a patron if you're interested. You don't have to just wait and wonder if I'm gonna talk about something one day. You can ask me about it. And if I have a good answer, and I may not, right? Maybe something you ask me I have no idea about, in which case I'm not going to try and fake it. But something like that where he asked me, I told him what I do for sharpening knives. Anyway, that WorkSharp guided field sharpener, really, really good. Alright, another knife. I've probably talked about this before, but I don't think, because I went back and listened to some older gear review episodes, I don't think I listed it on a gear review. And that's the Benchmade Bailout. It's the one Benchmade knife that I own. Unless you count my wife's stuff as mine too. She owns a Benchmade, did before I met her. But this is my one Benchmade knife. It, if you've listened to the Ultralight EDC episode, that's kind of why I got it, right? For in the city, when I'm running, I carry a very small lightweight gun. Smith & Wesson 357 Magnum, if you're curious, what is my go-to running gun? But my go-to running knife is the Benchmade Bailout. It's crazy light and very utilitarian. How light is this ultralight knife? How about 2.05 ounces, right? It's crazy light and it's not a baby knife. It's, it's a legit fighting knife. And I got this for a more urban environment. It is the Bailout. Again, the Bailout denotes a Tonto blade among other things. And the Tonto blade is not multifunctional. Could I skin a deer with it? Yeah, I could. It's not meant for that, right? It's meant for tactical applications. Shoving through things, penetrating deeply, having a workable sized blade. And it does that in a crazy light package. That Benchmade bailout. Again, it's the one Benchmade I owned when I was making that big city money. I've had it a long time. That's kind of something you get here. I'm not paid by any companies to recommend something. I spent my money on it, worked hard for it, and I don't want to just get something in the next day review it for you guys, like an unboxing video. I've used this stuff hard. I can't recall the amount of time or how many miles I've run with this knife and used it for all kinds of tasks. Running is not the only time I have ultralight EDC, but this knife is really good. Again, two point, what did I say, 05 ounces and mine's probably a little bit more because I took a very small ferrocium rod and threw it in there just from when I'm running in the back country so I could start a fire if I had to or make a signal if I had to but still it's crazy light and 
if you care it's 3v I don't know if they're all 3v but this one is which is known for being a very thin which makes sense of why they used it and very strong steel anyway the Benchmade bailout if you're looking for tactical application if you're looking for an ultralight general purpose knife that's kind of what the bug out was designed for I've handled the bug out I've never owned one again this is the one Benchmade that I own right now who knows what the future may hold but this is a really good knife if you're looking for an ultra light kind of EDC knife for general purpose again the you might look at the bug out series if you're looking for a tactical application defensive application ultra light you may look at the bailout really good knife all right now let's talk about the most hippie thing on this list don't worry I don't think if you spray yourself with this you're gonna start drinking chai lattes nor do you have to start wearing a hemp hoodie you can if you want but this stuff is really good to give you an idea of the lifestyle of a neo nomad the first gear review I did last year 2022 was in Flagstaff Arizona I think it may have been in somewhere in the wilderness outside of Sedona now that I say that but somewhere in Arizona the one the second one of last year I did was in the rainforest of the Pacific Northwest right now I'm coming at you from Central Florida because my wife has family here and little nieces and nephews and she wants to be around them for a short time and I love my wife some of those places have a lot of bugs this product off that's I mean everybody probably knows about off that knows about bug spray but they make eucalyptus oil bug spray and I thought I'd try it because I got tired of every single day like living off grid just covering myself in bug spray I thought I'll buy this eucalyptus stuff we'll see if it works and it works awesome it works really good I, I honestly think it works as good or better than the regular bug spray it's eucalyptus oil and I'm not the guy that's like essential oils you know if you got COVID just just you know drop some peppermint oil on your tongue like that's not me right but if I'm spraying myself all the time with bug spray I'd rather not have the harsh chemicals that are bad for you if I can help it now I still do do use things like permethrin on boots and on like pants but for my skin if I'm not about to go spot and stalk hunting because it smells quite odorific I'd say it's a very pleasant smell but it's pretty potent if you're not worried about that it smells good it smells again pretty potent but it's great and it's eucalyptus oil it works really really well so if you're looking for something like that I can't recommend it enough it go a little bit goes a long way and again I'm not worried about spraying it on my skin especially if I'm not going to be bathing or showering for a while it works really well again that's the off-brand eucalyptus bug repellent I don't know about ticks because I use other stuff for that but on skin for mosquitoes and things like that again just it blew me away at how well it worked I now keep some of it in the driver's side door like when I open the door of my truck I've got some right there now the most recent thing and the only thing that's fairly new that I've really bought recently because trying to do the podcast full time I've been trying to be judicious and a good steward of the resources but I thought you know 30 something dollars on a sling I can swing that I've been hearing about these for a while if you're familiar with scout rifles and the scout rifle concept you may have heard of the ching sling 
there's an offspin of that called the Rhodesian sling. If you're familiar with how to shoot with a hasty sling, if you're familiar with kind of that classic standing, kneeling, prone position shooting with a sling for assistance, this is a different take on that, the Rhodesian style. It attaches on the same two attachment points you should have on your rifle, your sling swivel studs. Or just a place to attach a sling if we're talking about a, you know, AR-15 or AR-10 type, type rifle, M4 type rifle. Either way, it attaches to the front and the back of the firearm, and then you're, and there's kind of a big loop formed in the front of the sling. Your arm goes through that, and you create tension on the back of your tricep between that and the forearm of the rifle, or where the sling attaches. And I have noticed a really improved, at least a couple of times that I've used it, cone of movement on the reticle of my rifle when I'm practicing with it versus a traditional tensioned sling. Now, be fair, I've noticed the opposite when I'm shooting in the kneeling position. That said, I have, let's just say I started shooting with like a proper tension traditional style sling more than 20 years ago and I have a lot of experience with it. But I think there is some real merit to the Rhodesian sling concept. And again, it was, I think, under 40 bucks, maybe 40 something with shipping or whatever and inflation don't hold me to that price and it's called a Rhodesian sling this one is made by it says the wilderness tactical prod LLC Phoenix Arizona so American made I don't know if the the materials came from America but it seems very well built very simple I saw it came in a couple of different colors I got you know you get yours in whatever size and color most appeals to you but it's a good product I, it's not just a gimmick I can say that. I think there's some merit to it. Now, if you don't shoot that way, if you don't ever hunt or shoot or do tactical shooting, the practical style rifle from the standing, from the kneeling, from the sitting, from the prone with a sling, maybe not your bag. But if you do any of that kind of stuff, either hunting or tactical, you may look into it. I think there's some merit to the concept. I would really like to try out a more traditional scout rifle. That said, it's been a while since I've bought a gun, and I recently sold a gun, and I went this weekend to a gun show to sell another, again, because I'm trying to, and going back to the verse we quoted in the beginning, not what's seen right now, but I walk in faith. I trust that. I trust God for that. Anyway, recently, I did sell a gun, and because I needed a new pair, partially because I needed a new pair of good go-to footwear. Now, yes, it is written, if you have no sword, sell your cloak and buy one. But if you have a few swords and you need a new pair of shoes, just some cheap Walmart shoes, like a good pair of go-to shoes, that's probably important too, right? So the shoes that I got, Danners. You might be familiar with Danners from military and other kind of working boots. Well, they make some trail, like hiking, running shoes. The Trail uh, 2650. They're just kind of a brown trail running shoe leather on quite a bit of it. Anyway, I bought these with quite a big chunk of that money from the gun that I sold. Because again, I thought that was a good use of it. These Danner trail shoes are great. They're kind of my EDC go-to footwear, if you will. Good in pants, good in shorts. They're not the best running shoes. They're not like my dedicated running shoes, but I have a run in them. Just like I've run in boots. If I forget my running shoes or working out shoes or whatever, 
then I don't make excuses. I'll generally just use whatever I'm wearing. And they work good for that. They're good all around, both hiking, off-grid, out in the wilderness, assuming it's not really wet and a lot of water. They did well in Idaho. They're doing well here in Florida. They're a good go-to footwear, especially if you're talking about kind of long-distance hiking, which is what they were designed for. They don't look out of place. I mean just in town walking around with a pair of khakis. One of the reasons I bought them when I put them on, they're just really, really comfortable. They're good shoes. Anyway, the Danner Trail 2650. All right. I don't know if you consider this a blade. It technically has a blade, but it's the Cold Steel Spetsnaz Shovel. You talk about a really utilitarian piece of kit. I don't even know how long ago I got this thing, but I use it all the time. I was using it this week. As cool as, you know, swords are and really nice knives are and all that kind of stuff. For utilitarian stuff, especially for like a piece of gear to keep in the truck in case you're going off-roading, get stuck, you need to dig out snow, mud, you need to dig a hole. You're camping out off-grid for a while and human waste is a thing, right? As the Bible says, you shall have an implement among your equipment. You shall dig with it and turn and cover your refuse. It's really good for all kinds of stuff. It's an amazing shovel. I, you, as you might imagine, in the American military, use the American E-Tool and Trenching Tool, which is kind of our folding version of this. But it might not be in vogue right now to talk good about the Russians, but I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Russians are known for making hardworking, simple, utilitarian stuff. And when you think about a small shovel... That's really kind of what you want, right? A really sturdy, utilitarian, simple tool. And this Cold Steel Spetsnaz shovel is that. It would make a crazy melee weapon. It would be really good for that. Oh, I carry a gun. I'm not about to walk around and just start carrying a shovel. It would be good for that, too, if you're looking for a really utilitarian piece of kit. Or, like, your go-to daily driver, bug-out vehicle, camping supplies... I can't tell you the number of times I've used that shovel. I'm probably about to go and use it after recording this podcast to you know, do some manual labor and make some extra money. It's a good piece of kit, and it's worth the money to have. I can't recall the amount of times I've used it for all kinds of different things. Anyway, that Cold Steel Spetsnaz shovel, great piece of kit. All right, I think the last piece of kit I'm going to talk about today, it is generally part of my go-to EDC it or something like it but I'm going to recommend the best that I have Bone Tactical again I'm not affiliated with them I get no kickbacks from them I don't know that Greg Tambone has ever heard of me but I like his shirts he makes two different shirts one's called the El Sicario and one's called the Colombian Combat Shirt it's one of my concealed carry shirts I carry concealed and I generally carry strong side hip. I carry a full-size fighting handgun. And this is just an easy way to carry a full kit, a full-size fighting handgun. On the support side, I talked about EDC knife. I got a flashlight in there. I also have a spare magazine in a pouch and a tourniquet. I just throw the shirt on over shorts or pants, and it covers it really well. It's a nice, lightweight, 100% polyester, which I like because it's hydrophobic, meaning it does not like to be wet. There's short sleeve and long sleeve versions. There's, it's not 
it, it is camo, right? It like breaks up your outline. That's the point of camo, but it doesn't look like screaming tactical camo. Not like multicam or something like that. It's kind of a subdued, call it like a tactical tie-dye. It would blend in very well, and it does blend in very well in the forest. It also looks fine in the city. It doesn't look like you're wearing tactical camo, which is great. also have one that's just, I don't know what they call it, beige or tan or khaki. Just that, and it's great for that. They're also really great for really hot weather. Anywhere they're a great concealed carry shirt. And that's bone tactical. If you're looking for a really good concealed carry shirt, you carry like a strong side hip. Now, be honest, in colder weather, a lot of times I will just wear whatever Cabela's Bass Pro Shop kind of 100% cotton plaid flannel shirt, which itself can be a kind of a covert camo, right? It breaks up your outline, doesn't look out of place in the wintertime. T-shirts you can pretty much wear anywhere. In the winter, in the summer, just throw a jacket over it. And if you want to take your jacket off because you because you're going to spend time somewhere warm in the heat, you can take your jacket off. You still have a shirt on, and it's a good concealed carry shirt. So anyway, those bone tactical shirts, you may take a look at those. With that, I hope you enjoyed this gear review. As stated, I'm going to throw in the section on Bible translations. Your number one piece of tangible kit you can hold in your hands, a Bible. Then the tactical tip of the day and tactical verse of the day. Thankfully, and this makes me so proud of the audience and so happy for you guys. The number one gear question I get is on the most important piece of kit any man can have here on this earth, and that's a Bible. I get asked, what translation of the Bible? And that's an important question because some are better than others. Some are more true to the source. And most of us don't speak ancient Greek or ancient Hebrew or Latin to read the Vulgate or the Texas Receptus or whatever the source was translated from. Some translations are more true than others. I like the New King James. The New King James is my go-to translation. I like the King James. It's very poetic. It's very beautiful. I'm re if I'm reciting like a psalm or something, I want it to sound beautiful. Old King James is beautiful. But as far as being able to read it, and making it make sense the first time off the bat. The new King James, I think, stays as true to the translation as the old King James, but with more modern English. Instead of like thy and thee and thou, it's mine and yours, which is how we talk today. When the King James was translated, it was translated for how they talked in the 1600s, or I think the 1600s is when it was translated. But we generally don't talk like that anymore. It's still like that translation, but my go-to is the New King James. And if you want, or if I want, a good literal word-for-word -word translation, I really like the 1800s Young's Literal Translation. It's like a word-for-word -word translation. If I want to know what is this actually saying in the original text, I will go to that. And if I still have a question, I'll actually go to the actual Greek or Aramaic or ancient Hebrew text and translate it word for word if I really need to find out what it's saying. A good intermediate for that is Young's Literal Translation. It's a great translation. I wouldn't sit down and read it if I was going to read, like, let's say I was going to read the entire book of Romans today. It's very hard to follow because word for word translation means that. And sentence structure is different in ancient Hebrew than it is in English. So it's not hard to understand, but it's hard to read 
like large volumes because it's not in the same order. But Young's literal translation, I think, is a good go-to, and you can get it, you know, Bible Hub or whatever on your phone. It's a translation that's on there. It's a good translation if you want to know literal word for word, letter for letter, what it's saying. So I appreciate you guys asking me that, and it makes me proud of the audience that that's the number one question that I get. And I thought I would feel free to ask me questions about the Bible or any other questions at GoodShepherdTraining.com. Talking about gear, I mentioned supporting the podcast by Patreon, but you want to contact me or you want to support the podcast and you want something tangible for it. You don't just want to support. You want to get something out of it. Okay, there's a gear shop at GoodShepherdTraining.com. You can go there, check it out. Anyway, with that, tactical tip of the day, talking about concealed carry and drawing from concealment, which I just did as I was saying that. If you're wearing a really light cover garment, sometimes it can kind of swing around and get in the way. So a real easy thing you can do if you've got pockets on the bottom of that, you can put a little bit of weight in that pocket, a couple of coins, a couple of bullets. That way when you throw that garment back, it swings well clear of your carry gun. You can also take the shirt and whatever color the inside of the shirt is, take a similar color of duct tape or some other kind of tape and run a seam along the inside of that shirt to make it a little bit heavier and a little bit stiffer. That way it doesn't wrap around when you go to throw it out of the way. Really can come in handy. If you do a lot of practicing drawing from concealment, you'll know what a big difference that can make and how annoying it can be if that cover garment gets snagged or gets caught up between your hand and your gun or back in the holster, all kinds of things. Just easy ways to avoid that little bit of weight. If there's a pocket in that, like if you're wearing a zip-up hoodie with the little pockets on the bottom, throw a couple of spare rounds in there or a little bit of change or anything really to add some weight to that pocket. So when you throw it, that momentum continues and clears it well past your fighting handgun. Anyway, with that, the tactical verse of the day. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. With that, men, thanks for listening and have a blessed day. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.